For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. Very quickly, a thank you to all of our patrons over at Patreon. If you would like to join, join the patron group chat and get early access to our episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press, where in one of uh, the levels I even, uh, just before recording this, I came out with a 15 minutes long explanation as to what's going on with Zaniolo, and we will get into that now, Andy, because here, I was actually looking forward to this weekend. First off, this is the one of the few weeks where we didn't have midweek football. I was looking forward, honestly, to a very relaxed. This is going to be the first time where I will be able to just sit, watch a match, and not have to worry about mm-hmm. uh, doing an interview, won't have to worry about traveling, won't have to worry about, uh, I don't know, getting my passport confiscated or something like that. I was so much looking forward to this. And also, fact, Cremonese and Napoli, you know, Cremonese. Yeah. You well, know. Whole, yeah, there's that. Uh, by extension, too, I went back and I just double-checked. Even in the most obscure of Januaries, um, this one to date has been, I mean, without question, the quietest that I can remember. Very, very little happening for Roma, both in the in- incoming and outgoing department. So I, I knew something was going to happen because, like all, like more, many people can be like this. But as a, as two pessimistic individuals here, when things are going well for too long, if I go more than forty-eight to seventy-two hours of peace, I just know. Something is going to happen soon. It's just how uh, how traumatic is it going to be? And of course, I said to myself, and I even planned uh, what I would do for the match because, again, it wasn't uh, at least my schedule. It was going. It was lining up extremely nicely for Sunday evening. And then, of course, Nicolo Zaniolo decides to drop a bomb. An unforeseen bomb, by the way, which is probably what makes it even more frustrating to me. Because, again, a Sunday, you know, in Spezia, that is about as bleh as it comes. I mean, the only way it could be more bleh is if it were uh, Roma playing Kivo Verona. That's, that's it. But they're playing Spezia. Zaniola decides to do this... this Bomb doesn't even properly like encapsulate what I believe to be the full stupidity of it. So 
to just, I, I guess, put a, a, a brief summary on it, uh, Nicolò Zaniolo, he informed Roma, Tiago Pinto, Jose Mourinho today, along with his agent, who I have warned people about this guy for a very long time. And I have said it on this podcast time and time again. In the world of agents, okay, in football agents, where it, it's not exactly difficult to come across slimy individuals, the bigger issue is when you find one who really stands out above the rest. And I, I mean, I've interacted with this guy for a number of years. I mean, he's been around for a while. The, it does not have a large, uh, stable, or extremely high-profile stable of players that he oversees. Nonetheless, Claudio Vigorelli, a guy that, again, I've reiterated on here a number of times I am not a fan of, but Zaniolo also through his agent. Also, even his his father uh, got in on the action today too, so they have made it clear. Nicolò does not want to participate. The decision's already been taken. so they made it clear that Zaniolo will not participate, I should say it that way, Sunday uh, against Spezia. Now, this is a complete U-turn because three days ago, and I said this uh, in, in our patron group chat, Roma made it clear to the media. And let me just add a little bit of background on this. So the, the way Roma disseminates a lot of, not a lot. When Roma wants something disseminated that they are comfortable having put into the bigger newspapers, the bigger websites, they have a WhatsApp group chat. There's two dozen of us in here from various uh, newspapers, websites, so on and so forth. When they disseminate something in this group, it is, at least from their perspective, something they want known. It is something they want in the ether. It is something they want distributed and something they are comfortable with having known by the masses. Now, this is typically things they put into their most of the time they are clarifications, very minor stuff. Very, very rarely do they... Do they deliver, um, depending on your outlook of Zaniolo as a player, uh, either a present or a lump of uh, coal of this size? Very rarely does that happen. But today we got that. And again, I should have expected it. Um, When they put something in this group, it's, it's coming directly from two of their press officers. So this is something that they... They consider, to be fact, uh, plenty of uh, hard evidence to back it up, I guess, so to speak, because they know once they inform us about the Zaniolo thing, we're just going to go directly to Vigorelli. Like, I, I can just picture it in my head. All of us receive this alert in the, in the chat, and then all of us simultaneously we go over to Vigorelli and we we all ask to him the same thing. And you can tell the way this situation kind of uh, played out because literally as I 
finished publishing the article on the website, good friend, one of my favorites, Manjante, goes on to Sky Sport and says verbatim, essentially, what I had written in my article. And it's not exactly a shock, but uh, it, it was more so a copy and paste of what Roma had said to us. So um, the article's on the website. But to put just a very brief summary on this, Zaniolo, he goes to Roma, says, I don't want to play Sunday. I want to leave. My head's not in it. I, I, I don't feel prepared to give my everything to the team. I'm not concentrated, blah, blah, blah. Now, this is a, a massive U-turn because three days ago on Tuesday in the same uh, group chat, Roma confirmed to the media that uh, Zaniolo will be playing this weekend because, as we all know, he did not get called up last weekend against Fiorentina. So uh, this caught everybody by surprise. Andy, I'm curious to hear what do you think in the update that I did just before this to the patrons. I said, I don't understand this for a couple of reasons. Okay, the first is this doesn't benefit anybody, the timing of this. This doesn't benefit Zaniolo. This doesn't benefit Roma. This, everybody loses with the timing of this. Everybody. Uh, Vigorelli looks like, the the um you know a guy trying to to rock the boat zaniolo looks like somebody who, who wants to get his way force a transfer out wh- whatever his motivations are he doesn't look good okay and b beyond that and there are how many days left of the market 12 13 something like that mm-hmm, less yeah vicorelli knows okay because right now let me just be very clear. There is nothing close in terms of a sale for Zaniolo. Uh, not even, not even are we entered the phase of something that could even be considered a, a concrete negotiation. Like I, I would, I would label it label it at this moment as more as a, a phase of exploration. Uh, clubs are still inquiring. Okay, Vigorelli Zaniolo. And his father, Igor, they know, okay, with 12 to 13 days left of a window, it is very unlikely an operation of this magnitude. Now, again, if this was like, you know, I mean, even last uh, last January's uh, Oliveira, that, I mean, that is something uh, for most Januarys uh, for Roma. I mean, that was considered like... Um, you know, an undertaking, you know, um, the Manhattan Project level stuff. Okay. Compared to this, I, I mean, this is like trying to, I don't know, um, learn and understand the theory of like black holes or something. I, I, I don't know. It is very, very, very rare that operations of this size can come together in the span of under two weeks. Very rarely does it happen. If Vigorelli, if Zaniolo were so adamant, okay, for a, a January exit, you tell to Roma, you tell to Tiago Pinto in November or December that this is your intention. You do not do it, okay, two week, less than two weeks before the window closes. You don't do it. And they know that. They know that. So... They have put 
Zaniolo. And and let's be very clear. I I I, I want to watch myself just a little bit because I I did this in the patron update. You know, I we, we still kind of view him as this, you know, 18 to 19 years old guy. I mean, he's 23 now. He's been around for a while. He understands all of the intricacies of football and the business of football. So he, he knows by doing this what potential ramifications are, both from a positive and negative point of view. So he has done himself no favors. Again, I do not understand who is supposed to benefit from this. I just want to reiterate again that Vigorelli knows by doing this, you are putting Zaniolo in a position of crossing a line. And once, once you step over this line, there is no going back. So he better make, if, if I'm, if I'm Claud- Claudio Vigorelli in this ex- exact moment, I be- before I have Zaniolo do this, I better make damn sure that I can get a deal done in under two weeks. I'm very skeptical that he can do it. That's my confusion in all of this, because three days ago, Roma, had they did not foresee this. And now this is where we're at. We're at the point where you have a player refusing to be called up. What do you think? Because I, I see no winners in this scenario. No winners, but, uh, you know, one big loser for sure, which I think is Claudio Vigorelli, who is, I mean, he's uh, he's done everything in his power to completely uh, strip Zaniolo of any value uh, mm. uh, over the years. Uh, I think point. he's done a, point. A, 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 an awful job in terms of negotiating with Roma for this new contract. Um behaved in the worst possible way uh, to the media, releasing interviews when he wasn't supposed to release them, um, saying one thing, then doing another. Uh, I mean, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, he gave an interview where he sort of reaffirmed, oh, we have excellent relations with Roma and, you know, there is no hurry in our discussions. And just, you know, he is like a a failed Bob Sugar. And for those that don't know who Bob Sugar is, he's like this sort of antagonist in Jerry Maguire, Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise works for Bob Sugar and Bob Sugar is this big time agent. but. Vigorelli, again, is not a big-time agent, but he thinks he's one um, because he had he had in his hands one of the brightest stars of Italian football. Unfortunately, this bright star never really managed to get back to uh, the player he was before the injuries, at least also before the second injury, because I think that until that first one, it was going fine. He had a semblance of... Uh, of, of, of pace, of, of also smarts, and, and just, you know, it, it. I think the second injury just completely took out all the confidence, everything that had been built up in him over the first two years at Roma and, uh, and completely crushed it um, to the point that he's become, well, you know, quite unrecognizable in the way he plays and the way he behaves on the pitch. Um, and Vigorelli has done him no favors from from the point of view of an agent who's supposed to look after his players. No favors. Never protected him uh, in the media. Never did. Because when you go back and you try to analyze um, whatever he had to say, it always was about Vigorelli, about the, the possibility of making a deal 
with whoever, doesn't matter if with Roma or, I mean, let's think about it. In the summer, um, Zaniolo was constantly being linked with Tottenham and Juventus. So the, the idea was, um, you are not moving in the summer because we plan to have negotiations. Are you going to um, to have negotiations with us? Are you willing to be patient instead of giving out three, four interviews a week? And every time, it's so easy to see when Vigorelli um, leaks something because every time something just comes up with, oh, Zaniolo frustrated with the lack of offer or Zaniolo grows uh, wary of uh, of uh, Roman's uh, attitude towards him or Zaniolo unhappy about this, Zaniolo unhappy about... You cannot, as a, I mean, as an agent, you should know the, the basics of marketing. This is awful. It's an awful situation for everybody. But I think in the end, um, I think, for, first of all, I think that terrible situation for managers and teammates because Zaniolo is not like, you know, uh, uh, just the, a, a guy, a separate body, somebody that doesn't have friends. And No, he's close friends with, with, with Pellegrini, considers him a little brother. He's close with Mourinho. I mean, look at how Mourinho has been just, you know, putting himself out there for him in in. Every single media appearance that is meant to criticize Daniolo. And, and okay, that's that. But I think in terms of who loses out the most, it's it has to be Daniolo on all fronts. In all fronts, in terms of his, um, his now perception in, in Roma, I mean, this is never going to be the same again, ever, ever. Even if he stays, it's not going to be the same again. It's going to be, I think, awful. Exactly. Uh, in, in terms of relations inside the club, awful, done and dusted, um, because you cannot look in, in, in straight in the eyes to to Pinto or Mourinho after an episode like this one. Um, it's embarrassing, um, and and just also who wants you or who would want you after all this drama, um, especially coming in at a time where you are clearly struggling and you have been struggling for the past two years. So let's not, you know, this is sure. Roma um, are not in in an ideal position um, and they're not going to make a lot of money with with Zaniolo. Let's make that clear because, I, you know, unless some magic occurs, I don't see anybody just giving them straight down, you know, 40 million euros um, at this point. Uh, mid-season with his contract set to expire in 2024, no way. Uh, but let's not kid ourselves. The, the, the ones that are losing out in this situation is, is Vigorelli through, by his own hand, through his own methods that didn't pay off. Um, and then Zaniolo, who... To me, the biggest mistake Zaniolo's ever made, because I've always been here and I try to, whenever he, for example, would not get a fair, you know, a fair shot by by the referees, I, I always, I always think that he has been one of the players that have been, um, whose whose growth and development have also been undercut by how um, everybody around him on the pitch has treated him. Um, you know, just. The violent conduct that is 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 uh, you know he's subjected to time and time again, and referees never they always give him the call against him, and uh, and 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 I think that gets to you after a while when you are trying to figure out what your game is after two years of injuries, you know. Um, 
So but this is he's you know he's basically cut himself off off of any kind of respect, love, admiration from the fans, from the team, from the club. It's it just he put himself in a corner where do you think okay do you think because Vigorelli makes it sound always always as if he's doing us a favor as if you know he is the greatest and it feels like okay after those boos and whistles against um against Genoa um after that episode where he was clearly frustrated with how the fans behaved um it's it was what what really what really stood out to me is is this clear fragility and vulnerability and it's ridiculous because do you think that if if he ever ends up in the premier league they're not going to blast him because it sounds like you know now people are going to paint it as oh um roma and the environment have uh, clearly contributed to his exit and perhaps so but um this is something that he's going to be faced with anywhere he goes, especially if he continues to play this way. It's 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 just that simple. Um, the one big, huge, for me, mistake, indefensible, impossible to defend for him is the people that he surrounded himself with over the years. Awful. Just the way you don't want to... Uh, this he is the blueprint for what you don't want to do when you are starting to have a success early on in your footballing career. He's made awful, 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 awful moves um, it, since since his after his first year at Roma, where he just blew everybody away. And I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, that in at the beginning it was his father, no, who who ran sort of who managed him. Um, who who acted as his agent? I, I don't want to say anything false. No, you are right. You are right. Uh, they only got Figurelli after he kind of uh, blew up, so to speak. Um, exactly. It was up until that point. It was uh, Igor Zaniolo doing everything. And 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 it just it. I think that was the moment that that it, because it's such a key decision to make when you're young, when you need somebody to defend you, especially. Obviously, again, Roma is Roma. So if you blow up, the whole city blows up with you. And and it's a lot to take. But man, he's done so many uh, decisions in terms of the, 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 the people that he's trusted and he listened to. You can even just, I mean, who advises him? on this physique change following his injuries. You know, who uh, goes from telling him, no, you need to slim down, you need to lose weight, to you need to bulk up as if you're going to, you know, uh, star in the next Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Um, it's, 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 to me, it's unfathomable how somebody who, you know, clearly is very close with his family, um, always had that sense about him, that he's, he's someone that I think wasn't ready for that kind of success. And that applies to a lot of players. But with him, I tried to, I wanted to keep the faith going. I wanted to believe that it's going to be okay, that somehow he's going to find an agent, a manager, somebody who's going to put him on the straight path. And uh, and instead, it's been outside of the pitch. I mean, let's say, okay, the pitch is one thing, but outside, it just... Awful, awful decision making all around, which now leads to this this moment where everybody, everybody asks themselves, well, what do we do? Because 
I mean, imagine being in that room with Pinto, with Mourinho, with Vigorelli and Zaniol and saying, yeah, well, we don't want to play on Spe- against Spezia. We want to leave. Okay, um, listen, right. it's, it's, it's January 20th. Uh, do you have anything on the table? Well, no, but maybe Fabio Paratic is w- willing to listen to us. You know, I mean, for God's sakes, we were in contact uh, with him and in the summer, hopefully something something uh, works out now. Okay, good luck. Fabio Paratic, the, the same Fabio Paratic who's made a mess since coming to, to Tottenham, the same Fabio Paratic that was supposed to work closely with Antonio Conte, now Antonio Conte is more than likely to leave uh, Tottenham in like four or five months. That that, that Fabio Paratici? Uh, this is just, it's, <laughs> I, I don't, it's seriously, I mean, what do you do with this? Yeah, what do you do? I, not only if you're Roma, but if you're Zaniolo, how do you, you know, do you look at your teammates? How do you look Mourinho in the eyes after this? It's, it's to me, it's just something that beyond belief at the stupidity of the people involved in this mess. The timing of this is something that I I, I just cannot grapple with. I, I can't see or understand even remotely what the, the, the motivation behind this is. Are you trying to really uh, rock the boat so much that you think by doing this, you can force the hand of Roma? I, I don't know what the motivation would be behind that because first you have to bring a concrete offer to Roma for Zaniolo. To date, you don't have one, not a single one, okay? And by the way, probably what, two, two to three years ago, we probably, if, if you had to tell it to some people, no, we're not, uh, we're not going to sell Zaniolo, they probably would have said, okay, well, what is the figure that would get you to sell him, they would say, what, 70 to 80, maybe, million euros? And that, that, was, that was the, the rumored figures, right? I mean, yes. it, was, yes. it was that. It was that high. Now, what yes. are we talking about? 30, 34, 35? First off, in my opinion, throw 40, if, throw it aside. Maybe you can get to 40 with some clauses in, in, inserted into it. Kind of like how they did with uh, Mohamed Salah. I was uh, 42, and then they they added an extra 8 millions of, of uh, bonus in there. Maybe you can get to 40 in that way. But, but in my opinion right now, Andy, how, who is going to come to the table with 40 million euros? And by the way, the only way we want to talk about 35 to 40, if we want to throw these figures out there, the only way that happens is from the Premier League. There is not a single club in Serie A who can afford that at this moment. Probably, I say at this moment, maybe not within the next two to three years, given the state of things, okay? So, who who is going to come with that level of offer? I just don't see it. And beyond that, too, even, even if tomorrow, Claudio Vigorelli, he comes with in hand an offer from Spurs, okay? We can get the deal done tomorrow, medical, all that, fine. Roma, they have to go out and find a replacement. Now, given how underwhelming Nicolò Zaniolo has been this season, you could perhaps make the argument, well, maybe they don't need one. Maybe you just go with Solbacken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Solbacken. 
I, I mean, that's the well, way I see how it. many goals does does Zaniolo have one. in the league? One, yeah, one. So uh, just from a pure that is statistical standpoint, it's not a tremendous loss. I just again, I I don't understand the timing and the in the part that's frustrating to me. I would understand this a mistake of this level if it was as you brought up very very perfectly, and I think this needs to be understated. If it was still. Zaniolo's father handling the things I would be more than willing to forgive and could easily understand how a situation like this could arise. You you let emotions overtake you and you, instead of doing the prudent thing, you do the foolish thing. Fine. I can understand that. The point of a football agent or one of the points of a football agent is to help guide you through uh, the murky territory that can be this crazy business, uh, someone who can help guide you through the public sphere of things, a guy who can talk on your behalf when you are in a difficult moment, a guy who can be the, the sort of face for criticism to perhaps shield you at times. And I couldn't agree more with what you said. Claudio Vigorelli. And I'm, I know I sound like a broken record because I've, I've said things about the guy before and really uh, not to this level, of course, but he's done some things that I think have irked a lot of people. Again, not to this high of a level. Um, but I've talked about him before. Just not the guy I think is very good at his job. Not a guy who has done well in protecting Zaniolo when he needs to be protected. Um, and the other thing I don't like, and you brought this up, and I, I just want to highlight it, when he talks about all of these things about, oh, Roma and I have a fantastic relationship. Fantastic. I can't tell you how many interviews he has given where he has said this thing. You want? I'm going to go back and be uh, once more a broken record and talk about my insecurities, okay, of being with uh, someone who you know is uh, far more attractive than you. The more you have to say everything, like you as the insecure person, the more you have to say that everything is fine in public, the odds are things are probably not okay. The more you have to reassure me that, don't worry, everything is fine. I mean, come on, man. I just yeah. do not. Childish. It's incredibly childish. I just do not understand how Claudio Vigorelli thinks Anybody benefits from this? Nobody. Even if you were him from a selfish standpoint, you want to draw more attention um, to yourself. You want to increase your stable of players. It's no, it's no shock that agents are in, uh, when, when they do operations of this size, I, I mean, they inserting themselves and making themselves a phase of the operation is something that they want to do. It's how they grow their client base. Okay, great. He has done such a disservice to himself, to Zaniolo. And as you said, too, there is no coming back from this. Okay. Yes, people will remember the goal of the conference. Yes, people will remember all of the moments that that, that goal against Sassuolo. People will not forget that. But like I said, once you step over this line and you cannot undo it, this is not along the lines of um, you know, uh, 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 you know, where 
Totti has like an outburst with the manager or something, and you can explain it to the to the public with an interview. Hey, it was my mistake. I apologize. I am I am sorry for it. Um, this is something where you have put yourself ahead of the team, ahead of the club. And forgiveness is not going to be easy. I would almost go on. I, I would almost venture to say that it would be impossible because, as you said, let's just say, Andy, tomorrow that it becomes clear they can't get a deal done. And Vigorelli says, okay, well, you know what? Uh, we can't do a deal. Let's wait until the summer. Please uh, reintegrate Zaniolo back into the team. He steps foot into that dressing room. He is not going to have the support of the manager, of <laughs> the sporting director, of his teammates, because this was a guy who, when asked to be called up for a match, he said no, and he preferred to look out for his own interests. And I just, I don't understand. The only thing, Andy, that would make sense to me, and I, I wouldn't even agree with the approach, of course, it's, I, I guess I could... I guess understand how perhaps this would be the uh, the, the last step of uh, of the process of trying to move the needle in some way is if Vigorelli. Now we know that they have had talks for a contract renewal. Now there have there have not been a lot of things written or said about what. Uh, what figures we're looking at here. Let me just be very clear. And this isn't from Roma, by the way, but Zaniolo wanted a wage um, at the same level of Tammy Abraham and Pellegrini. Four and a half net uh, euros million per season. That is second behind only Paolo Dybala. And I think all of us would be fine with that hierarchy, yeah? Because you have Paolo Dybala, you have Pellegrini, you have Tammy Abraham, you have Chris Smalling. Uh, nobody is arguing with that hierarchy of a wage structure. I have said it on here before, and I will just say one last time what my general view of a, a proper wage structure should be. Your wage structure should reflect the importance and the impact that a player makes on the team. I know that's not exactly groundbreaking stuff, but if you go back in time and look at some of the uh, the, the wage structures that Roma was able to uh, build for itself, you would either uh, be crying in the fetal position in the corner, um, and that would be the best case scenario. The worst case, I, I don't know, so, something far more destructive than that. But it's very simple. That, that's just my, uh, my general view of it. Your best players should be at the top of the wage bill. The ones who are important but not uh, performing as well and are not at the same level should be right there in the middle. And the ones who make little to no impact should be at the bottom. It's it, it's an elementary way of viewing it and an elementary way of explaining it, but that's simply how I believe it. Andy, do you think anybody would uh, accept the fact that uh, Zaniolo wants to be paid more than the likes of... Uh, uh, Smalling wants to be paid more than the likes of uh, Ibanez, Mancini. I mean, there's just, I don't know how Vigorelli would be able to sell that to Tiago Pinto. I, I just don't see it. Now, 
that would be, in his case, uh, close to double his current wage. I can't justify it. Maybe you could. Um, I I can't, though. I, I don't believe he is worthy of that. I think, or I guess I should, just clarifying what I meant, the only way I could perhaps understand taking this sort of action would be Vigorelli is just frustrated at the path of the way or the path that the contract. So you burn bridge. Exactly. That's what I don't. You burn. I don't agree with it. What in the hell? You know, that's, ah, you know, who taught this guy? I mean, I'm curious, actually, who, who, who are the other players that are represented by, by this guy? It's, it's for me, it's just, I cannot understand how somebody who's whose whole job is on, you know, uh, getting the best offer, but also getting the best opportunity for your own player. Um, what do you, you know, what do you get out of this? What do you get out of this? I mean, agents also are, you know, they're all interested in, um, in, in the money of, you know, of the, the commissions and so on. But okay, so he's got what he's he's i'm looking now at his clients so he's got zagnolo he's got nyonto who's at uh who's at uh leeds so hey Eight, maybe yeah. that's that's an option if he's got some contacts there but besides that who darbo yeah, not... lagumina who plays for benevento gianluca frabotta who who plays at frosinone alberto brignoli who plays at patanaikos i mean that's i i I just cannot understand why somebody in a position to clearly help a player who, who is struggling and is at probably his lowest point. Um, you know, it seemed like it was, you know, the the the, the tough period for Zaniola had ended with that goal in the final with the, in the Conference League. And I thought he started off the season very positive, very good. Preseason was good. First games of the season were good. Then that shoulder injury against Cremonese happens. He's out. He changes physique. He comes back, looks shaky, looks, uh, you know, lacking in confidence. Then that, you know, the the whole, oh, let's postpone the negotiations. Let's do this. Let's do that. I mean, in the end, this is a player who clearly needs somebody to just give him a big boost of confidence. I don't see this being that way of doing things. It's just this is so detrimental that unless you are really able to to find him a really great place within the next 11 days, you are screwed. Everybody involved is screwed, but you and your client are screwed royally. And um, if you think that somebody in the summer is going to come knocking on your door you know, just waiting to to embrace you, to give you a big warm hug and uh, bring you some hot cocoa. Uh, it's not going to be easy. It, it's That's not going to happen, my friend. If if you keep doing this for for a 23-year-old player who's had two major injuries, who ha- have basically sidetracked his whole very promising career, You've got a problem. If you keep behaving like this, if you keep doing this thing, it's it's not going to work out in the end for anybody involved. Roma will lose money. Your player will lose any kind of value that he had. And um and worse comes to worse, he's not going to be um he's not going to be the player he could have been. 
And I think that's, again, you know, I love, I, I did it again. I'm a cheap man and I, uh, I love doing this. But uh, once again, quoting the great Bronx tale, the worst thing in life is wasted talent. Mm. That's, that's what Chance mm. Palmentary tells young Calogero in the movie. The worst thing in life is wasted talent. That's what he tells him. That's what his Robert De Niro tells him. And that's when you look at Zagnolo and his rise and now where he's at right now, it's very sad. But I am afraid it could even get worse after this episode. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else Roma Vigorelli has. Now, you said Darbo. Um, the guy who does Darbo, I, I think he just is technically a partner. Uh, Vigorelli isn't him. Uh, Giorgio Girardi is the one who does Darbo. I think Trippi might be the only one. I would have to double check and on that. And he's gone. So he's not a Roma anymore. Right. So. Well, well, he used to do, uh, at one point, our man, Davide Santon. Um yeah, Back so I day. mean, it tells you all you need to know about yeah, the yeah, 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 just yeah. Uh, you know the entourage. The it just it doesn't work like that, man. And, it and does, uh, no, the, for, exactly for somebody right. like Zagnolo, who came out of a really f- to, t- close family environment, to to uh, give everything and put every every single bit of your faith into into this guy's hands is just terrible. Terrible decision making, terrible marketing, um, just a terrible, just just awful, awful in terms of present, in terms of future. Not good. Um, get somebody else ASAP because this is not going to end well. No, for sure. Uh, and it, it seems silly to even talk about that length, Spezia, because I. Roma should win. Come on, let's be serious. That's our preview for Sunday. Roma should win. Spezia. Come on. I couldn't has agree to be. more with you know. Has yeah, to be. yeah, it has, has to be. be. Has to be a yeah, moment yeah. where you you just you you. This is you know when when uh, this is the last moment before the the tough schedule before a hectic schedule. You need to you know you had a first week of rest after the first four games of the new year. Uh, need to take advantage of. The momentum that you've gained, the buzz that has been created around you with regards to your performances, and to exactly to erase this horrendous, uh, you know, spotlight that has been cast upon you um, following these 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 decisions by Zagnolo and his entourage. It, it's it, you have to get back to the pitch. You have to focus on the pitch. I and that's what you know with Roma. I'm always afraid that. Whatever happens outside will find a way into the dressing room, into whatever goes on then on the on the field. And it, it just cannot happen, especially against a team like Spezia. They have to once again show up and show that they're not underestimating the smaller sides. You know, finish them off, clean, you know, clinical, just do it. And then get it over with, um, because you know if you let it linger, if you if you make a you know if you make a mistake, then just imagine the the negativity around the team, around Zagnolo, around Mourinho, around Pinto. It just it, and that will in in January or February that can always take a toll on you. So we're in a good moment. Let's take advantage of it and and keep going. Yeah, for sure. 
before we go, you you brought it up at the beginning, Cremonese, defeating Napoli. It is their what second defeat in uh, within the span of a week, and I know this will not be the popular opinion. So let me just forewarn: um, I have been, and the patrons, many of them can attest to this. Um, I have been the uh, unofficial leader of the go for uh, the Silver Star Brigade for a number of years. I have wanted Roma to go for the Coppa Italia. The one, I think the one season where I even thought to myself, wow, it's going to happen. It was a year of Di Francesco. Whenever I always say Torino and you tell me I am incorrect as to when they lost, but it, what was the year, the season where uh, Roma under Di Francesco, wasn't it uh, Torino where they lost to them in the Coppa Italia? Yes, Maybe I'm wrong. That was okay. yes, yes, yes. That was um, that was right when when we were. It was our Champions League semi semifinal year. So yes, it was it was Di Francesco. It was his first year, and and uh, and, and that was I remember it was um, Emerson. Uh, that was his first game back from the ACL, and. Uh, <laughs> And it was not a good game, and <laughs> I, it was not a good game. And I think afterwards he was sold. <laughs> so, 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 so my tra- my track record of uh, of buying fully into this competition is not is not great. But I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, this is a unique opportunity, simply because you now. I'm not going to say you should walk into a final because that is certainly taking things for granted and that certainly shows you have learned no lessons in no matter how long or how brief you have watched Roma, you have learned zero if uh, you can uh, automatically write in uh, permanent ink that they should be in a final based upon who they play. However, (laughs) they should... They should, okay, they should be expected to at least, at least, at least make it to a final. I am not penciling them into the final, Andy. However, I am saying they should at least make it into it because the path is, I'm not going to say easy. And again, I am not going to say it is a conclusion, but it is far more a feasible route to a trophy than had Napoli still had be in the competition. And I would be remiss if I thought Roma should throw away an opportunity for a trophy in a second season. I, I know it's not exactly going to uh, light people up, uh, you know, the prospect of, okay, Conference League Coppa Italia. Somebody in the patron chat said, uh, who are we, Savia? When I brought up the prospect of this, and I thought to myself, is that meant to be a dig or a compliment? I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell. If, I, I think that- at some point, you know, we you, you, uh, you just have to, I'm sorry, you know, we... Let's walk before we run, guys, yeah? Right, and and uh, I remember because, you know, people maybe 
are still too attached to a time where we competed for second place and we were right there behind Juventus, behind that terrible, awful Juventus, you know, awful in, in the meaning that they were just so good that it just, ah, you know, and every time you would end up right behind them. And so for, for, for a long period of time, you basically tossed aside all the other competitions because you were just chasing this holy grail of, the Scudetto, the Scudetto, the, the league, and, and stay on top of Juventus. Can we do it? Can we do it? And do anything it takes to be to stay there. And ultimately, um, then pay off. I think we have to embrace the new reality where we've won a trophy that a lot of us, us included, first and foremost, John and I, we were there. We were cursing Mkhitaryan for scoring that goal against Sassuolo, which, which then uh, bumped us up. You know, over them and and had us go um, into the conference league, and we were all pissed about it. And oh man, this competition is worthless and all that. And then you see how that just the 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 emotions take a hold of you, and it it means something. It means something. So even something like the Coppa Italia, to be able to be in a position in the second year of Mourinho, the, the really in the second season of of Friedkins, of Pinto, of all this whole thing with first season with Dybala, you gotta have something to show for it. And the logical next step is go for another trophy. It has to be that. That's it has to be the steps that you take in order to grow as a club. So for me, you know, just you cannot dismiss anything this season, especially not Coppa Italia, especially not when you when you're looking at Cremonese who. Uh, played brilliantly uh, against uh, Napoli, and then now, of, obviously, they have Ballardini, one of the all-time great shit housers yeah. of, of Serie A. I mean, this is you Felix know, people, is about to people, feast. People <laughs> laugh about Sam Allardyce in in the Premier League. This Ballardini is like you know, he is a journeyman. Yeah. He We're is, not much better between him and Sessa Cosmi. I mean, it's on. you know, but it, this he is just the guy that you hire when you're in deep, deep trouble. And all of a sudden, he gets a reaction out of them. Um, so, obviously, you cannot underestimate them. But this is, you're looking at a concrete possibility of of having another go at another trophy. So, why not take it? Wow. So, you are bought in, too. Uh, clearly, am, we I'm have full in, the baby. I'm full in. League. I mean, we... I uh, am... I am. I'm again. By to quote to quote the great Jerry Maguire, show me the money. You know, <laughs> show me the trophy. Show me the Coppa Italia. Uh huh. Yeah, baby. Show me the trophy. Repeat after oh me, Jerry. Oh my oh, yeah. gosh. Yes, that's, oh, that's what I okay. want. That's exactly. And uh, once again, just um, more Jerry Maguires in this world. Less Bob Sugars, please. Uh, that applies yes, to Claudio. Yes, yeah, and and the same goes for Show Me the Money with uh, potential offers for Zaniolo too. Because show us I, the yes. damn money. You've yes. you've you've taken this this step. You've made this decision. Now show us the money. Correct. Let's end it there. No better way to put it. We will be back after Sunday against Betsia. Have a very good weekend, everybody. Until next time, ciao.